Hello, is, is this working? Hi, let's get it. I'm excited, lads and ladies. My first podcast, first MMA podcast, and this is the first episode to this MMA podcast called Bloody Elbow. I'm not too sure if there's other podcasts that have the same name or there's anything like that. I just know that I just started this in my head, so I wouldn't go with the flow. Hopefully no one has chosen this name, I really do hope. But yeah, Bloody Elbow Podcast, where we'll be discussing the latest MMA news, the latest fights, everything just all about MMA. And of course, the main focuses will be the UFC scene and the Bellator scene. Those are the big top two, uh, you know, MMA organizations that are running the stable right now. But yeah, what I'm going to be talking about today is the last, the fight that happened last Saturday, UFC Norfolk. And the upcoming fight card, uh, UFC Shanghai, that's in November 25th. That actually has Michael Bisping coming back to fight Kevin Gaslam after he just fought GSP not too long ago. So, what an effing warrior. And then we'll also be discussing, potentially, Tyron Woolley's next fight at UFC 219. And that's where it's supposed to be at. That's supposed to be the fight card. And we're going to see who he's fighting. And I'm going to reveal who he's supposedly supposed to be fighting. And how excited I am if he is going to fight that individual. And what I think and my thoughts about that. And also, we're going to discuss uh, Conor McGregor's antics. You know, he's up to some more antics. And of course, Conor McGregor is always in the news, right? Yeah, let's get it started though. Uh, we're going to start this segment with the UFC Norfolk card. And I'm gonna just talk about the main card uh, podcast. And if uh, and if you want some, if you want to give me any suggestions to actually talk about the prelims as well, or any other fight cards, you know, other uh, UFC, um, not UFC events, but other MMA events, just let me know. So I'll definitely do that as well. But I'm gonna focus on the main card, and I'm gonna just start with the fight that happened with Clay Guida and Joe Lozon. And uh, what a great fight, and what a great comeback fight, I think, for um, Clay Guida, man. Clay Guida has been a veteran like we all know. He's been in the UFC game for a long, long time. And I'm happy that he's got this win. It seems like the new training uh, partners, new training camp, and, you know, just new, this new training scene has helped him a lot. His boxing looked very nice in that fight. He just was outclassing Joe Lozon, if you've seen it. That's why Joe Lozon actually lost by defeat. And honestly, for Joe Lozon, he's been very inconsistent for a while now. He wins one, he loses one, wins one, loses one. And it's just very interesting. Uh, I really thought Joe Lozon had so much potential, and he still does. But he's just not excelling. He's not showing me this potential. I want him to go on a five-fight win streak, Do you know, if you know what I mean. And it's just not showing. I, either he has to change training camps, or maybe he did. I didn't I didn't look into that. But it seems like he needs to change something in his scene because... Uh, She's not working out right now. It's very consistent right now. And I know Joe Lozon has the potential to be a better fighter. And to just put on better performances. And I believe he knows that as well. I wish nothing but the best for Joe Lozon. But I'm just excited and happy for Clay Guida. What a spectacular performance by him. And like I said, what a comeback win. I'm happy that this mother effing veteran did it and i believe he has more wins on his table more wins to put on his resume before he retires do i believe that i mean he has a potential run at the title we will see about that i don't want to say no he doesn't but at the same time huh, that is a tough road that is a tough road for a lot of contenders in this division i'll just leave it at that but congratulations to play guida 
and I wish nothing but the best for him. And I also wish uh, nothing but the best for Joe Lozon. He's actually uh, he was actually supporting off the gaming for a little bit for a few fights now. I'm not sure if he's still doing that. I didn't I didn't look, I, I'm not sure. I didn't really see his trunks and all that. But he was supporting Optic Gaming, which is an esports organization. Shout out to them. Uh, during the esports is basically a uh, competition in uh, gaming, gaming uh, consoles, gaming, gaming in PC as well. And yeah, he was supporting them, and that's cool to see that the esports scene is uh, collabing with the UFC scene. So shout out to that. Shout out to the esports scene, and shout out to the UFC. Shout out to Joe Lozon for doing that. Just shout out to Optic Gaming for getting that deal done. So awesome, awesome that he was supporting them and putting their logo on his trunks. Just wanted to get out that way because I'm a big esports enthusiast. Try to compete, but it don't work out for me. But yeah, and the next fight I want to talk about is uh, Matt Brown. Matt Brown. Yeah, like I said, Matt Brown, Matt Brown versus Diego Sanchez. What a f what a fight! Like I'm telling you, this card UFC Norfolk was very intense, just very lovely to watch, and just great fight card overall. And Matt Brown with the finish on Diego Sanchez, not just a normal finish. He finished with a right elbow. He caught Diego Sanchez's leg in the air, held it up high, pulled it, pulled it up all the way high to uh, make Diego Sanchez unstable, he used his left hand to position himself, and just threw that elbow right in the skull, in the side of Diego Sanchez's head, and just knocked him out. It was not like he just got wobbly and fell down. Diego Sanchez just fell flat to the ground. Like a table fall. He just fell. And I'm really concerned at this point of Diego. Sorry. I'm really concerned about uh, at this point in Diego Sanchez's career. Of how, how long and how much more can he sustain this damage. Because his previous fights he's also gotten knocked out. TKO'd. So he's not really doing anything spectacular in his previous fights as well. He's the one taking damage. He's given some. But he's taking damage and he's coming on the end of the of losses. So I'm just really concerned at this point. I saw a, a tweet or a post saying, um, that Diego Sanchez put out. And he says he's going to continue to fight. He'll be back. And, you know, sometimes I feel like fighters have this great mentality. This great, <coughs> this great mindset that they can keep on pushing and pursuing. But <coughs> sorry about that. But yeah, sometimes that can be to the detriment as well. I mean, honestly, I feel I feel like Diego Sanchez should retire. This if he does fight again, that should be his last fight, and he should retire unless he just comes out in spectacular fashion, is able to take more shots than he could like he could before, and is able to just go on a little winning streak. Then you know, of course, I might have to tell Diego Sanchez. But as of right now, he's already lost four straight, I believe, and this is just not looking good for him. It is not looking good as well. So I'm just really concerned at this point. But Diego Sanchez says he's going to continue to move on. And Diego Sanchez is a warrior. And he's smart enough. So I just wish him nothing but the best. But like I said again. Sometimes this mentality that you could persevere through anything. And that you could do anything you could put your mind to. Can sometimes be to your detriment. 
And Diego Sanchez has nothing else to prove as well. He's been a warrior. We've seen him in great fights. We've seen him win the UFC. I honestly think he has nothing else to prove. He's going to go in the Hall of Fame. He was a great fighter. He's been a great fighter for the UFC. He's been around for a very, very long time. And it was just good to see him uh, hang up the gloves and go on to do better things. I know he could do other things as well. People like him. He knows people in the business. I feel like he can find a niche, do something. Be a talk analyst as well. But yeah, that's just me battling on. That's just my thoughts because I am concerned about his health. He's getting knocked down. We don't want to see any brain damage later on, of course, in the future of his life. But yeah, but other than that, let's get on to happier things though. Matt the Immortal Brown. This is supposed to be his retirement fight, supposedly, but we're not sure yet because he did hint that after he after the victory that he just wants to take some vacation days after Thanksgiving, Christmas, and then he'll see where his mind is at. Because this is a good finish for him, man. I don't know. If, I don't know if Matt Brown was expecting to knock David Sanchez out like that, but he did, and it was fucking fantastic to watch. Matt Brown always has great, great clinch game. Great with the elbows, great with the spinning back fist, great with the spinning elbows, just great overall close range game. And it's great to see him get that freaking elbow knockout, honestly. You know, if this is a retirement fight, this is the last fight, I'm very happy for him. I wish, I wish him nothing but the best. Always showed us great fights, always gave it to people and he received some, some damage too, but he mostly gave the damage and it was great. But also, as you can see, he did get hit with a body shot though. He did get hit with a body shot, and for some reason, Matt Brown's kryptonite are body shots. If you've seen that throughout his career, when he gets in the body, you know, it really stings him, and he usually either goes down or he just continues fighting. So, yeah, Matt Brown has to work on that body, right? <laughs> that body's really his kryptonite. Yeah, so that would be it for uh, the Matt Brown versus uh, Diego Sainz fight. Shout out to both those fighters. I wish nothing but the best for y'all. But let's move on to the Dustin Poirier main event uh, versus Anthony Showtime Pettis. What a great fight card. Shout out to UFC Norfolk and the matchmakers. Uh, this fight was great to watch. It's what I wanted. It's what I expected. A hard fought battle between the both of them. But one of them just had more will. One of them just had more shine that night. And it happened to be Dustin Poirier. Uh, Dustin Poirier's ground game and his clinch game and, the, and his close range game was just great to watch. Uh, Anthony Pettis kind of had no answer for it. Uh, he was working from the bottom, was trying his best. best. He almost had a triangle choke. Uh, he was uh, he was had moments too when it came to the feet as well, but Anthony Pettis, he just wasn't his night. It was uh, Dustin Poirier's night, and I'm happy they had the bounce back win. And when it shows that when uh, Dustin Poirier sticks his game plan, sticks his guts, uh, sticks to what his, what his best assets are in his MMA game, he can be the best. Because uh, sometimes he does some random things or he thinks he can uh, keep up with the best strikers or the best uh, kickboxers. And he gets knocked out. I mean, he's been TKO'd before. He's been knocked out before. So, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. And this night it didn't happen. This time he did the beating. This time he did his thing. And look at him now. He's asking for 50 Gs. And he's he should get it. He deserves it. And he has a bounce back win. And it's showing that he's one of the best lightweights in the world. But for Anthony Pettis, I feel like uh, he needs to change something in, in, in his life. Like, not like in his personal life, but like in his, when it comes to fighting, in the fight life. Uh, training camps, training partners, training methods. Maybe he needs to learn new things. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not an MMA fighter. But from what I'm seeing from him, he's very inconsistent. Uh, he loses two, wins one. So it's just interesting in his career. 
where he's going right now and i wouldn't say he's going towards a downward path but he's getting there and i know he could be a better fighter than he is he has great 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 assets to his mma game so i wish nothing but the best anthony pettis uh you know he's always been a great fighter to watch but i wanted to be I wanted to bring back that form that he had in that championship run that he had and when he won the championship. So we'll see what happens. But Dustin Poirier is on the right path. Uh, we'll see who he fights next. Very interested to see who he fights next. But great fight for both of them. Great fight for both of them, honestly. They both showed their will, but just one had more will. And that has to do with UFC Norfolk. Like I said, great matchmaking, great card, excited card. And I'm liking this, man. I'm liking this UFC cards are getting better and better. And it just shows how much freaking... Uh, uh, just how much the UFC has improved with the fighters and how much these fighters are good man how a lot of these fighters are good and it's time for that new generation basically but yeah let's move on to the next uh the next topic and that will be uh Tyron Woodley uh potential's next fight uh, Ariel Hawani hinted that it be Nate Diaz and so the other uh media sources on YouTube that I watched uh, they hinted at being Nate Diaz, and they're trying to get it for the UFC 219 bout on December 30th. Wow. If that's true, boy, am I excited. But it's a scary matchup stylistically for Nate Diaz, though, because Nate Diaz kryptonite in fights is not his chin. It's not his striking. It's not his groundwork, like jiu-jitsu-wise. It's his takedown defense and leg kicks. Like Those are the main things that Nate Diaz is... Nate Diaz, sorry, Nate Diaz has been struggling with, and when he loses, that's the main thing that he loses on. He's either, sh either leg kicks or takedowns. And you can see it from the Roy, Roy McDonald fight, Benson Henderson fight, especially from the Hafael Dosanya fight. Oh my god. And definitely from the Dung Hyun Kim fight, when someone's bigger and stronger and just has better wrestling than him and just knows how to use their leg kicks, he struggles a lot. Because he's, Nate Diaz is long, he's known for his boxing. He's known for his jiu-jitsu skills. That's what he's known for. And he's great at them. But if he can't stop that takedown defense, it's going to be a bad night. He can only do so much in the ground. And we've seen it from his past fights that he lost. So, yeah. But I also love Nate Diaz. So, I believe he can win this in UD. I don't think he's going to knock out <laughs> Tyron Woodley. But he could definitely submit him or win by UD if he keeps it on the feet. I think he has better hands than, than Tyron Woodley. He could take a punch as we see. Any punch. He could take a lot of punches. He's taken every, I think every power he's seen, he's taken a lot of punches. And I believe in ideas. I believe he's hungry now. He has money now. And he's doing this thing. And he's just always getting better. And he is, I know he's getting better. He's fought McGregor twice. But that Michael Johnson fight was nasty. He just outclassed him. So I know he could take some damage. And I wish nothing but the best for Nate Diaz. So like I said, I wish nothing but the best for Nate Diaz. So Tyron Woodley. Uh, but like I said, stylistically, Tyron Woodley should be happy for this fight. If I was Tyron Woodley, I would take this fight. Knowing that Nate Diaz, uh, Kryptonite is takedown. It's takedowns and it's leg kicks. And Tyron Woodley uses leg kicks. He uses takedowns. And he's great at that. And he has a big overhand. He has power. But... I don't think that'll play a big factor though because Nate Diaz takes them. He eats them shots. So we'll see what happens. If Nate Diaz can keep it on the feet, I think it'll be a bad night for Tyron Woodley. Honestly, it'll be a bad night for him. He'll get outclassed. I think 100% that Nate Diaz has more cardio than Tyron Woodley. I feel like Tyron Woodley would gas out. If it's a championship fight, he'll gas out before Nate Diaz. I feel like Nate Diaz has shown that he's one of the best uh, when it comes to cardio. 
never guesses that was always there to the end and is always fighting. He just his his rate of punching is crazy. So we'll see if Tyron Woodley can keep up with that. But honestly, I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna be an ignorant guy. I'm gonna go with my favorite fighter. One of one of them. He's got me into the scene, like I said. Watching Nate Diaz since Ultimate Fighter, so when you won it, so I'm gonna go with Nate Diaz by unanimous decision. I think it'll be a good fight though, but I hope I think that's the only way Nate Diaz can win or by submission. Those are the only two options: uh, submitting get underground because uh, he definitely has superior jiu-jitsu skills, I believe, than Tyron Woodley. But other than that, Tyron Woodley, like I said, this is really a matchup for him to win. I think Tyron Woodley would open up as a favorite, honestly, because if you just look at the style. And you're just thinking about stats while you're thinking of you being smart. And you've just seen fights from the previous fights. And also, Tyron Woolley's on a title run. He's already defeated a few opponents already. So, he's defending that belt. You know what I mean? Against the best of the best. So, yeah. Uh, that'll be a great fight. I want to see it. I hope that happens. It better happen. I already want I want to see Nate Diaz fight already. And Nate Diaz is like posted some pictures on Instagram, but then some of them got deleted. So that's another hint that, you know, he's ready for that UFC 219 fight. He's getting ready for it. So we'll see what happens with that. But let's move on to the UFC Shanghai card. And the big, the big news is that Michael Bisping is returning to fight again. He just fought GSP, got choked out, but wants to still fight. Got medically cleared. I don't know how, but he did. Because he just fought. But he didn't get knocked out by damage. He didn't get knocked out by punches. He just got choked out. So I guess there's a difference there. But still, he got choked out unconscious. But okay. But props to Michael Bisming, man. People always give hate to Michael Bisming. I see it, though. It's not, I'm not saying this. I see it in the comments. Always talking shit about him. I know Michael Bisming is a dick. He's a, he's a shit talker. But he's a veteran in the UFC. He's been through a lot. He's, he's giving a lot of damage. And he's just taking a lot of damage. Especially from that... <laughs> That Dan Henderson fight, let's just say that. But yeah, though, but Michael Bisping is a veteran. I respect the man. He's always there to fight. We got to give it to him. He's always there to fight. And it's this example here that he's there to fight. He's about to fight Kevin Gaslam. And Kevin Gaslam is no, is no slouch. Kevin Gaslam has had weight cut issues, has lost before, but he's looking better now. He's doing his thing now. So that's a scary matchup for Michael Bisping. And I think I'll think of saying defeat. I think I'll say in the feet because uh, Michael Bisman is going to keep it on the feet. He has a great takedown defense. Uh, I think Kevin Gosselin will try for the takedowns now because this is a last-minute replacement. So I don't know if Kevin Gosselin was training for this type of fight now, but it's all good. So Michael Bisman didn't train for this fight as well. And Michael Bisman should be in fight shape. I'm not saying that his, his head and everything is there, but he should be in fight shape because he just had a training cap not too long ago against that GSP. Against, against the fight against GSP, so he should be in fighting shape. He just get back in the gym, I guess, and, you know, do his thing, you know, get hit the pads, get his technique right, and get back in there in the ring. I hope he wins. I want to see uh, Michael Bisping retire with a win. I don't think this will be his last fight. I think he wants to have one more fight in UFC in London, as all these hints are being uh, seen throughout the internet. So if that is his last fight in UFC London, I hope it is, because... He's already done everything. He's won the championship. He's proven everything he can. And he's going to make money. Because he's just coming back from another fight not too long ago. And now he's going to make more money here. So, Costa Bisping, hope you win this fight. At least unanimous decision or shock the world and knock him out. Uh, but yeah, that's going to be a great fight though. But honestly, I think Kevin Gaston will open up as a, will open up as a favorite. Just because he hasn't had a fall. He hasn't fought yet. He, he's not coming from a fight. Yeah, he's, he's in great shape. So... 
I think uh, Kevin Gasson will open up as a favorite. It does not mean that I think he's going to win. Let's go, Michael. The Count Blizzard.